0: Welcome to another episode of the CBGS podcast. I'm currently sitting in the car with Mr. Waite. We are on the way to an expo in Bristol. Um, yes. How exciting. How exciting. What, what, are you, what are you going to be talking about there, Mr. Waite?
1: <laughs> I have a... Very foolishly, uh, the uh, organisers have allowed me a one-hour slot, which... Um, a whole hour? Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I probably need about seven, really. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, I hit upon the uh, the title of success was worth waiting for. So that's uh, what I'm talking about this afternoon. Ah, excellent. And um,
0: expos. So wh- when did you when do you start doing these events? And um, what what do you see? Do you see them as an opportunity to network? And is is, is it kind
1: of that kind of thing? And <laughs> Um, I think uh, I think this is our third year of supporting the Thames Valley Expos, run by our good friends Alec and Alison, um, who have uh, very similar moral and um, almost sort of um, evangelical focus as I do. Um, very good at building a community, I would say. Um, we, uh, we started uh, entering the world of Expos, really, I think because... Uh, I in particular had no experience of expos in the past, and I think it was something we felt that we had to do and give it a try, really. Uh, mm. Drew, ah, and um, what have you? What do your experiences been of these? Um, I think, in truthfulness, quite mixed. Ah, okay. um, the one thing I think everyone that um, has attended the, the expos on behalf of Aspenweight over the years would agree that we are all better for it. Uh, I think we've all learned. Um, we're, I think it's, it's it's an invaluable experience, um, and, and also it's a it's a, it's an opportunity to sit back and look at your own business with a slightly different pair of eyes, mm. and, and and for instance, look how how your branding or the quality of your artwork compares to other people's, that sort of thing. Mm. You know, me being a very needy person, as you know, <laughs> you know, i sort of. Quite likely, a chairman will say, "Mimi wants. I want one of those. <laughs> hey, we've got something better than me. I want uh, it." Okay. Yes. See so. a little bit what's going on with the competition. <laughs> well, not just the competition. Obviously, you know, you come across. It's probably um, in most expos, well over a hundred people exhibiting, um, and you have very, you know, varying different levels of expertise in all respects. You know, in terms of how the stand looks, how they go about presenting themselves. So. Um, it's 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 a sort of a, a unique opportunity to see how how you stand up against others. I guess yeah. uh, it's also good good personal discipline. I I, I for instance uh, don't enjoy you know what would be called schmoozing. Schmoozing. Yes. <laughs> Whereas uh, Tina Fincham, for instance, is that was a bit of schmoozing. <laughs> she, uh, she does with Rob from little girl. She um, she'll talk to anyone. Uh, as I say, she has no shame. Um, so Tina will, will, get, will happily go to promote us And um, uh, and, and talk to anybody I, I personally much prefer to have uh, A situation where I'm going to be A particular person for instance Rather than uh, yes, a whole, know, a whole Going into a room of people I don't yes. Especially know mm. Which is actually and then the, I think um, when it comes to publicly speaking Then I feel the opposite I, ah. I probably would rather talk To a large number of people I didn't know Mm. And I sort of take the basis that once it matter they're not going to see me again mm. anyway Or whatever you know um whereas it, it, it it's actually uh more difficult to talk to people that know you mm. in my opinion ah, okay um so
0: in a, in a in a um in a situation of, of standing up in front of a, a big audience what what advice would you give to people who are giving presentations and um or, or being because I know you're a very confident man in that situation say such as myself I find that quite hard to do you know so um is it something that you, you gained expertise as,
1: as you did it more, or something you've always... That's a good question, um, uh, I attended the Ernst, Ernst & Young Lecturers Workshop Program in uh, either 1984 or 5. I don't remember which year. Um, and that was an incredibly invaluable experience. So eight whole days of being trained by the best ah. in how to talk and present, how to teach, hmm. even psychology, You know all sorts of great things like that. Um, and one, one invaluable piece of advice to anybody listening to this is um, we were all told I think there were 30 of us on this course and we were all told that we would all think that 29 people were great and one person wasn't and everyone would think that they weren't great and everyone else was so um, what was quite amusing is certainly in those days I was incredibly nervous uh, despite actually having I think at that point been the best man about three times and yeah. I am a very amusing best man, as you, <laughs> might, uh, as you might second guess. Um, but uh, I, I did find it very nerve-wracking and uh, I, I, therefore I was quite dumbstruck when at the end of the eight days uh, the uh, the team basically said uh, that they would have no qualms about me talking to the 10,000 people. Whereas mm. uh, I thought I wouldn't like to talk to one and a half people <laughs> not 10,000 people. And then, um, in all truthfulness, um... It's, it's like a lot of things, you know, about like, riding a bike. So, um, there was a period of my life where I did no talking at all. Uh, and I can remember being about... At all? Well, no public speaking. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good for me um, where uh <laughs> Where I did no public speaking. And then when I started training again, I can remember I used to put my hands in my pockets and rattle my change, you know. Um, which, which is obviously a very good tip to, be a, to being a good lecturer um i've been actively speaking very regularly now for i think nearly 4 years and and, and to be truthful i am i am uh, i think we considered uh, an accomplished speaker um, and in fact um, the presenters of today's program have actually presented me as a must-listen to speaker. Ah. You must listen to Paul at least once in your lifetime, ah. because obviously I am quite different mm-hmm. to anybody else. You know, it must be why you've got such a good spot today. <laughs> Two <laughs> o'clock in the pavilion. We'll <laughs> Two o'clock in the. We'll in the see uh, the how many people turn up, Drew. Yes, but well, I no. I think many. the thing that I've always tried to do all my life is um, to show people that they can do it too. Ah, and okay. um, the fact is, is, is that despite what people think. Um, It doesn't come naturally to me. Uh, You know, I I, I do tend to get nervous before anything like that. And obviously the best way to avoid uh, making a fool of yourself, uh, the best word is preparation. Preparation. So, preparation. And I think then, you know, obviously having done lots of presentations now... I mean, what's what's interesting if you ever go to listen to me is nobody knows what I'm going to say, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> I have freestyle. I have no idea what yes. I'm going to say. Yes. Every lecture I give is different. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. I'll Which do. you can guarantee it'd be interesting. I can tell you that. <laughs> so I, I've obviously talked about R&D tax credits fifty times in public, mm. and every time the the, the, the delivery is different. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's quite interesting. I say I just basically. Um, I'm the sort of person in an ideal world uh, the audience the audience okay. would be quite participative okay. um, and I feed off the energy of the crowd you know mm. so encouraging questions and answers and yeah obviously what and, you want and, and is and involvement participation from mm. the people listening mm. to you people asking you good questions uh, mm. and, and that makes for a very very good presentation mm. and clearly you know the more you do it the better you are um I don't know. I'm not sure whether I enjoy it or not. <coughs> I think um, I, have, I have done... Uh, I remember probably my Breakthrough uh, presentation, which was at Windsor. Uh, and it was the first time where... I think I presented my first book. Mm. Uh, and uh, I was astonished by the incredibly positive reaction of the crowd to what was primarily regarded, I think, as great honesty in a man to show mm. um, what was called um, emotional vulnerability in public mm. uh, so one thing that I've never been afraid to, to do you know it, it would be entirely wrong for me to claim that uh, you know I'm a success and I knew I was going to be because I didn't and you know and if you read my book you know there were days where I had to bury myself in a bottle of wine to get through the day mm. uh, I'm not proud or ashamed of it and mm. it just it's of just the a journey. reality of, of, of life, you mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. I think the, uh, I think the important thing in life is, it's the people that get through it. You know, it doesn't make them sinners or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, life is tough. Um, in my case, I think life has been tough, but increasingly, as I've got older, I am more and more true to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and being in those situations And allowing yourself to be vulnerable And true to yourself um, Would that be say, uh, be a bit of advice For you to um, For people to not be afraid to do that In a, in
1: a situation I think the most important thing Drew Is um, that people should be themselves Yes So people shouldn't be like me Because I'm me mm. you, you are Drew mm. Paul is Paul So Drew should be Drew And Paul should be Paul If Drew tries to behave like Paul Drew will mess up Yes. In order for Drew to succeed, Drew needs to know what Drew's all about. One of the things that I find quite interesting is uh, there seem to be a, 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 an awful lot of people who, in fact, don't really seem to understand who they are, mm. uh, which, is, which is quite sad. I think, uh, so my advice would be, uh, know who you are, be proud of who you are, and then be consistent. In terms of um, a lecturing technique, in terms of a tip... And it's a, quite an obvious one, really. Um, so if you, you stick with the point I'm making that even I don't know what I'm going to say, <laughs> therefore nobody knows when I've made a mistake. Yeah. I can't make a mistake because <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to say. So, I don't know if that, no. that sounds funny, but... Yeah, so, no, it does. So, so I think, you know, my point would be that um, uh, if you speak confidently, yeah? Yes. If you're confident in your delivery, then people people will accept what you're saying, won't they? Mm. You see what I mean? Mm. Um, so you speak clearly, um, you speak clearly, confidently, and uh, you you as an individual will listen to all those little sort ahs, of, uh, uh, ums that you do, but actually, when, when you're talking, particularly if you do what I say, you talk confidently, um, that isn't what happens. Uh, so I think um, I would say be clear, confident, and engage. Mm. Clear, confident, and engage. That sounds great, and um,
0: maybe if we could switch this now into a little bit more of um, uh, more one-on-one uh, kind of communications. If we're on the kind of communication front, for for um, uh, when you when you're going to meet clients and you're going to have um, have meetings and and, and and things like that, would you would you would you stick by the same kind of values and ethos um, when you're meeting clients to to ensure that it, it's a successful meeting and a successful. What what I what I think I'm trying to say is that the person. I'm not sure what you're trying to
1: say it is very confusing.
0: Um, per- personal communicate, communicate
1: uh, Sorry, That's personal a communication communication Caribbean
0: version of communication. I I just would like to hear your um your any kind of tips or advice or um or the way that you work in a personal situation meeting clients at a meeting. uh, Because obviously that involves communication and it involves a. Yes, I thought it kind
1: of had the same thread there a little bit, but in a different way. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, I think um, it's much easier to talk to a client than it is to do a lecture. Mm. Um, And I think, again, you know, it's um, uh, probably if if you're talking to a client, then again, you've got things like, um, same things apply, you know, like being yourself, being Mm. clear. One thing I've always tried to do, which is not true necessarily of clever people, is um, try to be understandable. You know, don't don't talk in a language which the person you're talking to can't understand. That's uh, that's just uh, not very clever, is it? You know. Mm. So um, I think, and I think, yeah, again, the engaging thing: look people in the eye, show people you're a human being. You know, you've got warmth and. You know you care, um, yeah. So, I listen. Listening is obviously a very important quality. Um, it's impossible to be an advisor to someone if you don't listen to them. Because, as you know, Drew, my whole approach to business is all about know your client, You yes. Know the client, to listen to what say. But what you find a lot of coaches do is they, they sort of have a one size fits all approach, you mm. so every, every client gets treated the same way, which of course is never going to work is it mm. yes you need to adapt to each client and their individual needs well you know i adapt is is one of paul's two mm. favorite words adapt and depend are Paul's two favorite words <laughs> from listeners benefit ah yes um and also i wanted to talk a little
0: bit about the importance of uh um be, uh, as a ceo or business owner being visible to your to your customers um, like I noticed, we have a, a, a very nice um, interdu- introduction video on our website where you where you introduce yourself and and the company and the values. Yep. And just uh, want to know your opinion on the importance of, of that um, of, of um, uh, that that personal approach uh, to being the face
1: of the business. Um, well, I say you know I think um, you know the, the the one thing that. Um, you know, our firm master Weight stands for is um, we are real people and um, uh, we we understand other people and we can talk to them and we care about what the outcome is. So that's mm. um, that's obviously a message that needs to be um, clear and understood. Yes, yes. Like like I, I feel that
0: on some websites you go onto and companies and it, it, it's a lot about the company, but you don't have that personal uh, kind of thing that you can that, that, that you can. Um, Yes, that you can connect
1: with on the on the site. Yeah, I mean, obviously, some companies don't actually. That's because it doesn't exist, probably. Ah, uh, yes, they don't, they don't need to. They don't. Well, no, it's not. No, it's not. They don't need to. They don't know what it is. They don't know uh, themselves. Uh, really. okay. You have to have an ethos to recognise what your ethos is, don't you? Mm. So if you don't stand for anything, then you can't. And would you would you say that is an important ethos for success? Um. Well, I think it is a, a, uh, an important uh, thing for success is to understand um, is to understand who you are and what you stand for. Because if you don't understand who you are and what you stand for, then you can't possibly be successful.
0: Well, hello, people. We are back with the power of technology. We went away for a little while. We're at the expo. They no, went when you
1: went where you were Because it would all be the same show. <laughs> well they will now.
0: <laughs> you, huge area. So we we've just we've just been at the expo where Paul did an a, a rather remarkable presentation and managed to put me into an altered state of consciousness.
1: Desperately <laughs> <laughs> needed.
0: Yes, it was it was rather rather a spiritual experience actually seeing Paul up there um, sharing his knowledge with everybody. um, How how do you think that went, Paul? (laughs) Did you enjoy it? (laughs) Um, Yes,
1: I thought um, it was a a nice, relaxing uh, uh, way of doing it. And um, I think for those that bothered to go, they they should have learned a lot. And uh, I was happy with uh, how comfortable I was with the message, really. Mm. That's probably the best thing about today. And the the few of them that were uh, more empathic and sympathetic certainly really loved it, I think
2: mm.
0: yes um, it, that, that's what I, I saw f- from that situation as well it's um, it's, it's it's your message is a, is, is a wide one and about community and all of those things and it's, um, some people don't seem to be quite ready for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just asked the
1: politicians
0: but yes, it, it shows you how you can be a, very much successful in business and have those ethoses that you hold dear um, which I think is very commendable. Thank you. And, um, yes.
1: So an all-round success. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, what we uh, we uh, discussed afterwards, Drew, was um, there was a lot of discussion about us uh, making our presentation more in line with our characters and, mm. and perhaps even more up to date. And uh, uh, what was the word that I was a very funky presenter? I think <laughs> was, um, was that that was that what the uh, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Who put the funk in funk? Wait, he did. Yeah. Who put the funk in the funk de funk Who put the thing in the ding-dang-ding-dong? Aspen Wait <laughs> yeah. Funk. Yeah, aspen Wait Ding-Dang-Ding-Dong. <laughs> Remember what you heard it first. Yes, excellent.
0: So in, in future presentations, we might actually be doing it in, in a little bit of a different format. So making it more, more of, of a, a, show, a, it? a show, an exhibition. To get the ideas out so you know, you don't have to be all all straight and stifled and you know, to get this kind of message well out. You are, yes. Yes, like I am a little bit sometimes. And <laughs> be a funky presenter like Mr. Paul. <laughs> yes. Officially funky. So yes, I think um Yes, we'd just like to say goodbye to you or would you like to say any any other things? Um, no, any...
1: Yeah, I think um I think um you know it was very interesting listeners to uh to do this week's podcast live in the car with Mr Armstrong. <laughs> uh, we apologise for the sound quality isn't our normal, excellent self. And at the moment we don't know what music you'll be listening to in a minute, but somebody will. Yes. Somebody will by Friday. That's we are for going sure. to pick you an amazing tune, which
0: while I will announce on the podcast at a different time and space in the podcast. And one thing <laughs> I
1: must say, Drew, is um uh, we have two listeners from North America, we noticed already. Ah, yes. And very oddly, uh, the, the city or town in, the, in Great Britain where we have the most listeners already is Nottingham. Nottinghamshire? I wonder if that's because I'm Robin, Robin Hood. Mm. I've often thought I was Robin Hood. Yes. Perhaps the sheriff is after <laughs> me. <laughs> the sheriff is out to get me. <laughs> uh, so perhaps we ought to play I Shut the Sheriff. I think we have the song there, Paul. Uh But I did not shoot the deputy (laughs) Look at that, pot pickers You get a whole ten seconds of the great Paulie voice (laughs) All for free
0: Ah, yes, so enjoy this one It is Who Shot the Sheriff by Bob Marley Eric Clapton Eric Clapton, Okay, we can do Eric Clapton's one Mm, I think so (laughs) Well, whatever you think Till next week, listeners, catch you laters
2: I Shot the Sheriff did not shoot. I swear it wasn't self-defense.